Center of Thibodeau Regional. Call today, 985-493-4080, or go to Thibodeau.com. Yeah, this season I actually had little business cards made. Eric Rubino, Fantasy Baseball GM. You can keep that. Sure, the players are famous, but come game day, I decide their fate. What's that? Oh, you make 20 million? Well, I don't like your attitude. You benched! Now, I'd never bench an all-star, but I could. That's also why I like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. With options based on my budget, they never throw me a curveball. <laughs> That's a little baseball reference for you. Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. Lately, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily physical activity. This is a health crisis, and the solution is in our hands and our feet. It's on our shoulders. It's on our backs. It's in our souls. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are, however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function, pain management, and immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side, increasing your strength and mobility and improving your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Mike Triplett will join us next segment. Bottom of the hour, Marlon Favor at the Tigers. Put up a game, huh? Put up a game against Alabama back on Saturday. Uh, Maddie sending over the slow-mo all 22. And yeah, what, what looks like is you have Jenkins between the numbers and the far hash marks, right? I'm looking at it like if you're looking at it at the TV, side view. So you got two hash marks. The near side is where Williams is. Jenkins is the far side. And Demario Davis is standing at the 30. And he takes hits right off this is the big pass play after the Saints score a touchdown one play field position in favor of Atlanta that I'm talking about so he takes hits off the line of scrimmage and I think that you know Malcolm Jenkins is already cheating in that area looking towards the middle but Matt Ryan immediately sees that and is looking the entire time Malcolm Jenkins is trying and basically pitches at the 40 Patterson's done caught at 20 yards you know, past everybody. And Jenkins was trying to help out Demario Davis. So that's what it was. At Jenkins' mind, I'm covering Pitts. He thinking he's going Kyle Pitts, essentially. And new alarm read it. That's essentially what happened. Kyle Pitts, by the way, sure seemed like he caught more than three catches yesterday, huh? 62 yards, the long of 39. Cordero Patterson's the one that just killed him. Six receptions, 126 yards. Again, it was those, those two guys. Now, Russell Gage had seven receptions, including, you know, some pretty big plays later on in that game as well. Mm-mm-mm. That 34 yards rush. I, I just, you know. Oh, that, that loss is going to eat at me. Isn't it? Sean was asked, why didn't it go up-tempo? When they did, they had some energy, they had some emotion, plays started going well. This was his uh, response to it. We sped up the tempo in the fourth quarter. Not in the, I mean, yeah, so there was a point at which we were down more than two scores. Quickly, we got into a two-minute mode. Um, fortunately, we were able to score, and we kind of stayed with that the next drive, and then once the time was in our favor then we we kind of went back to a little bit more traditional approach on the on the final drive where we scored so yeah that happened uh i'm going to say probably no third to last drive fourth to last drive in the game well you're looking at the scoreboard and saying you, you can't just meander along here 
you know, and, and run handoffs and huddle up. I mean, we, we needed uh, we needed to get get moving a little bit. Indeed. Um, again, Taysom Hill came in, provided some energy. Lots of Saints fans like you should have left him in because the next play that Trevor comes in, he gets popped for the fumble. Here's Peyton on the Hill sequence. It wasn't changing the quarterback to uh, yeah, and, I, and that's a fair question. But no, it was more of trying to get to a play that we had that he was taking the snaps of. I played this earlier in case you missed it, though. Toronto Armstead on that play in which Simeon got hit in the back. Fumble resulted in a Falcon touchdown. Uh, just a really bad set, really bad set angle. Uh, read it wrong. Just really didn't put myself in position to win that snap. Uh, completely on me, 100% on me. Just a terrible rep. So what happened to the offensive line yesterday? They just didn't play well. Uh, self-inflicted, self-inflicted wounds, penalties, um, uh, some 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 mishaps, some mis-execution. Um, and that, that really all it all it bars down bar down to. I think we did a good job of getting some converting some first downs early on in drives, but the the big third downs we just couldn't stay on the field and sustain drives, especially in the red zone. Well, we got into the red zone and you know penalties pushed us out, so just self-inflicted wounds. So what do you learn from a game like this? I mean, understand what what put us in that position. You know how we got in, into that position. Um, Take what we can from it, and and move on to the next game. Uh, you know, it's just one one of seventeen, so can't put too much uh, into it. Whether it was a win or loss, we understand as a as, as being a loss, uh, we have got to be able to dissect it. So we put ourselves in those positions uh, moving forward. He's right; it is one of seventeen. But my goodness, two of the seventeen this season, two of your three losses have just been bad. They've been at home too. The Giants game. Oh, and yesterday, like, what, what, where is everybody in the first three quarters? Wake up. Somebody on Twitter at ESPN Radio Nola, who was it? Chi Chi, get the Yayo 83 on Twitter. Gus, I've always said about that 12 p.m. home games, especially when we had good teams, that 12 p.m. start, a lot of times the Saints come out flat. <laughs> he also didn't care for the receiver play and Sean Payton's play calling. We need to talk. <laughs> do, do you like the 3 p.m. games? Gives everybody a little bit more time. Had a, a handful more than you have the last several years, right? Games of the weeks and things of that nature. I, I'm down with the 3 p.m. game. I'm fine by me. It's 12 o'clock too early. <laughs> you think it's too I don't know. I can't explain it. I, the proof's there. I mean, I, they don't look the same at home. I, I, did you see the Bucks game, Gus? I did. It's the Bucks. It's the Bucks. And the Bucks played miserable. Malcolm Jenkins yesterday was asked about that. Did you come out flat because it was not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think that's always the easiest kind of thing to go to is to say, well, you had a, you know, you had the Super Bowl MVP in last week coming off of a game in Seattle that this is one of those games that, you know, you let your guard down. I really don't think that was the case. I think, you know, realistically as a team, our mark for error when we want to succeed is going to be smaller, obviously dealing with what we're dealing with um, offensively and defensively, yet we still were more than capable of winning this game. And when, when we saw it, we put ourselves in position um, and then just didn't didn't come away with it in the end. Again, I've been going back and forth. Matty Hudak is going to fill in for me tomorrow. Uh, about what happened on that big pass play. Because Jenkins, after the game, said they knew it. Yeah, it's just communication. It's, again, when you know a play is there, and, and as a, a deeper defender, um, there, there are things you can do to, to allow them to only play that, that route, especially when we know what's coming. Give them help on the inside. So he's not trying to stop everything. Um, and, and again, as a quarterback of the, of the secondary, I take those, those plays pretty serious. Just rubbing my forehead. I, I knew what was coming. <laughs> Just didn't play it right. Uh, you know what? Let's hear from a winner. Quarterback Matt Ryan. They're all big. You know, it's it's hard, regardless of, of who you're going against in this league, it's hard to win. And, um, you know, this is a tough place. I've played here a, a, a lot. And, um, you know, know how difficult it is to, to win in this environment. And I'm proud of the guys because it's a, 
it's a hard-earned win. That's right. Give me one more, Matt Ryan. You know, success breeds success. And, there it and is. when you do it, you know, you start believing that you can do it. And I think that's huge um, for a lot of our, our guys. We have a young football team uh, and, and a lot of guys – you know, who it's either their first or second year uh, really going through this. And, and um, you know, last year was such a strange year with COVID and everything like that that you didn't have environments like this to play in. And I think that, you know, for, for a lot of those guys, uh, this is their first, you know, real time going through it. And, and you have to, you know, adapt and adjust. And so I do believe when, when you go through it and you start getting some success and you start making the plays that you need to make, uh, it breeds confidence. Yeah. Well, we saw the adverse effect of that, right? One drop led to two, led to three, led to four, led to you. Somebody catch the ball, drop five. I don't get it. They do not show up against that team. Don't give me this, they get paid to stuff. Did you watch the fourth quarter? I mean, Noodle Arm's telling you there. They, they were just looking at the clock. Can we get out of here? 22 unanswered. 22 unanswered. I'm aggravated. <laughs> Why am I so aggravated? Got to let it go. Teron Armstead. Yeah. I mean, any game, every game, every week, man, it's, it's the NFL. You know, it's a small margin for error, and we keep committing those errors. We're just putting ourselves uh, in a bad in a bad starting spot. Uh, I think we responded We responded well, cleaned up some areas, started to put some points on the board, but ultimately uh, came up short. Hmm. To the phone lines we go. This is Travis. Hello. Thanks for calling the show. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, man. So three questions for you today. Mm -hmm. What happened to our running game? Again, it seems like Sean Payton is not patient with it when we were running the heck out of the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and why is Ingram not in on short down yardage? Ingram or Taysom? <laughs> it amazes me. It, it was um, nuts. I, I actually asked at one point, was one or the other injured? Because you didn't see him. Look, I, I thought it was Mark Ingram was having a tremendous first quarter. He had nine carries, 43 yards, 4.8 average. They rushed for 109 yards yesterday. Kamara 50, Ingram 43. Back in the day when both of those guys were together, you know, before Ingram left, that was perfect, right? Isn't that what you wanted? 100 yards total, and it was a, a perfect mesh. I mean, 13 carries for AK, and Ingram had nine. He had 50 AK, Ingram had 43. And, I, and I'm with you. I almost felt like, well, just keep going to him. And then after all those drops, I literally was like, all right, second half game plan, simple. If it's not Ingram or Kamara, don't give it to him. I mean, I, just, I didn't know what else to right. do. I mean, I mean seriously. And Taysom went into the game. It wasn't like they were holding him out because of his injury. Yeah, I you know, I felt like he you know? was not into that flow. Or to, and again, I, look, I'm gonna play it for you. This this was his explanation, Coach Payton, in terms of of, of Hill and why it really honestly took all the way to you know later in the game for for him to really have an impact. Yeah, each look, we we got a package. I thought he gave us some energy when he came in. There was some. You know, we had a run. We had, we had a handful of plays that was just kind of how the game went. And, and look, if you're not converting third downs, then your your number count is not going to be seventy some offensive player. Eighty, you're just going to have a shorter amount of plays. So he's he's part of the plan. What do you do moving forward, Travis? Do, do you go do you go taste some hill or do you stay with Trevor? Oh, oh me, I stay with Trevor all together. Okay. Uh, Trevor said Trevor didn't do anything wrong yesterday. You know? Right. No, I agree with you on that aspect of it. I'm just wondering if because the whole necessity thing in terms of, and I don't know this answer, does he give you more options by the ability to run out of the pocket and, and Trevor does like, do you have to, kind of think about it from that perspective because you can't depend literally on your receivers or tight end to catch the ball or Travis you sit there and say look man next week they'll catch it they just you go with the guy that surveys the field and is playing well and and Taysom does his package or do you put him back there because he's a weapon I, I don't know Travis it's gonna be an interesting 
decision, I think, for Sean Payton this week. Well, the other thing is, since Payton said that uh, Taysom gives you some energy, well, they needed all the energy they could get yesterday. What the hell? Yeah. They waited so long to put him in the game, Damn you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was crazy. And then that last question, too, is, does Willie Sneed or Lance Moore, I mean, I don't think Lance Moore is a good answer, but would Willie Sneed be a help in this case or what? Yeah, I, I thought he was, when he got asked, when he asked and got his release, um, he signed with the Panthers practice squad. So he's on the Panthers practice wow. squad. Not, not to say that be, by being on the practice squad, you can sign him off. You can. Right. I don't um, know, man. It's just is frustrating fact, to see, right? I th- Yeah, and I think that they're not using Mark Ingram for the best they could be using him for right now, okay, yep. in my opinion. So, but... Yep. Anyway, thank you, guys. Talk to you Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. There All goes Travis. Thanks. Quick break. We come back. More of your phone calls. Mike Triple also joins us. Marlon Favor. We'll talk about LSU Alabama. We haven't gotten to that, but that's okay because Matt's got you. Three o'clock. He'll definitely talk Tigers and Tide when it comes to that game. Focusing on that game in the dome. Uh, quick break. We come back. More on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Ashley Barrios and Cutoff, State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. Talk about a bad taste in your mouth this week. The Falcons beat the Saints. In the game, Nola took the lead thanks to 22 fourth quarter points late with under a minute to go. Simeon throws, reaching across for the touchdown, Kenny Stills! But it had been a stolen game for sure. Saints head coach Sean Payton on how his team didn't play well. Too many penalties, too many long yardage situations. We put ourselves behind the eight ball a number of times on offense in the first half. We didn't do the things that winning teams do consistently. So what What was it? Was it a hangover after the Bucks win? Safety Malcolm Jenkins. I think that's always the easiest kind of thing to go to is to say, well, you had a, you know, you had the Super Bowl MVP in last week coming off of a game in Seattle that this is one of those games that, you know, you let your guard down. I really don't think that was the case. I think, you know, realistically as a team, our mark for error when we want to succeed is going to be smaller. Obviously dealing with what we're dealing with um, offensively and defensively, yet we still were more than capable of winning this game. Next up for the Saints at Tennessee in a noon kickoff. For more on the black and gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This black and gold report has been brought to you by Ashley Barry Austin Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Mike Triplett covers your New Orleans Saints for ESPN. Rick, I will get to you after Mike's only got a few minutes, sir, so I want to get to our guest here. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? Great. How are you doing, Gus? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not good. I'm, <laughs> I'm bitter. I'm upset. I don't know why it took three Uh-oh. quarters for this team to wake up to the fo- I'm just angry. Somebody can catch. Can your kid catch? My kid can catch, and he's four. What is wrong with the skill position players on this team? It's wild. I mean, I didn't think it could ever get this bad. You know, we, we watch training camp every year, and there's always, like, nine receivers who look like they belong on an NFL team. You know, there's always the right. Corey Fuller or the Benny Fowler or the, you know, just like, oh, that guy's, that guy's good. There's so much room for him on this team. I never knew you could just run out of professional pass catchers uh, on a football team, and it, it's stunning. I mean, I knew it was going to be an issue. Uh, without Michael Thomas when we right. thought he was going to miss a little time and Emmanuel Sanders. and 
I, I knew that was going to be one of their biggest issues. But I, the epidemic is, is stunning, and it's that wide receiver and tight end, which is just a, a double whammy, and it's really holding that team back. I mean, I wrote, you know, they're down to Trevor Simeon at quarterback after Drew Brees retired and James Winston tore his ACL, and that was the least of their problems. Their quarterbacks, you know, look good, even if they go with Simeon or Taysom. Uh, the pass catching is, is a real, real problem, though. Yeah, that, that's that's a great point you bring up. No matter if it's Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, if if no one is <laughs> yeah. taking the catching, I mean, the, the balls are there. And, and look, it's the NFL, Mike. I get some of those. You know, had a, a defender on you. There might be back shoulder. It might be out in front of you. One sliding with Deontay. Harris. But you have got to make those catches. I just played a nauseating bite because it was Matt Ryan on how success breeds success. But he was right. He said, look. It's a young team. The more plays they made, the more they started to believe. And you could see that yesterday. Atlanta played fast. They played physical in those first three quarters. Then when the Saints woke up, you saw that happen with 22 unanswered. But th- that's just it. After each drop, it just you could feel the tension in that place where, yeah. oh, no, oh, no. And then it just sucked the life out the building. You know, I will say Trevor Simmons did a good job of going back to those guys. So, he did. Uh, yeah, very, very breeze-like. Uh, I mean, the biggest catches of the game were made by Adam Troutman and Kenny Stills, who both had two drops each earlier. Maybe you don't give Kenny Stills two, but who did not come up with, you know, tough catches mm-hmm. earlier. Um, so they went back to those guys, and that was good, and they ended on a high note. Uh, it was a real disappointment. I mean, that the, that the defense couldn't hold on one more time because, you know, we you, you need the defense to be – heroes for this team this year they need to do so much almost all by themselves right. that was a shame um you know i mean just imagine that this team could be seven and one uh if they have two more stops in the fourth quarter of games this year but five and three feels pretty appropriate for, for their record uh um with the high scores we've seen Thought Mark Ingram had a nice start, man. Huh? Still got it. He still got some of that, some some of the legs and some runs and even some of the pass yeah. catching. I thought they did a good job. And back in the day, under Drew Brees, when the Saints' offense was winning thirteen games and trying to compete for a spot in the Super Bowl, Mike, it, you it almost looks like a flashback. Um, thirteen carries for Kamara, fifty yards. Nine carries for Ingram, forty three yards. That's like a as perfect a split in both backs. It's yeah. what you wanted when you brought him in, huh? You feel great about that combo. If only they could have, if if only they could find a Mark Ingram version of a wide receiver, or a tight end out there. But I right. mean, yeah, I mean, you, you don't think midseason replacements are available at a cheap price that can make that big of an impact. But but Ingram was just what the doctor ordered for this team. There's no doubt about it. I I think this was closer. You know, I think I just answered a fantasy question where I think it'd be closer to like 20 catches for. Kamara and 10 for Ingram or, or, you know, maybe 20 and 12. Mm-hmm. This is even more of an even split than, than I figure because you can't give the ball to Alvin Kamara enough. Uh, but but it's great to have that number two. Mike, two final questions for you. Is it concerning that it wasn't just the yeah. that big play by Atlanta? No, that's fine. That's probably the right answer. Um, it's all but concerning. No, I saw you tweet yesterday. It wasn't just that last one. There were some big pass plays of 30-plus yards, 20-plus yeah. yards yesterday. But the last couple of weeks, we're starting to see the big explosives, as they like to call them, creeping up in the secondary here. Yeah. Is it safety play? Is it just... Hey, they're making plays, but that's got to come to an end soon, huh? Yesterday was really uncharacteristic. It was the first play of the game all the way to the last minute of the game. It was crazy. It was very, very uncharacteristic. When Sean Payton got asked about it today, though, look, I, I, I like the depth in the secondary. I, you know, I think they go deep at corner now, believe it or not. They go deep at safety, depending on T.J. Gardner-Johnson's injury. I think they'll get that cleaned up uh, for the most part. Uh, and they've done good, obviously, against some of the best receivers in the league. DK Metcalf and, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, for the most part, they, they settled in against those guys. But when Sean Payton was asked, was there a common theme on those deep passing plays, he immediately answered, yeah, we're not affecting the quarterback enough. And that has been a season-long issue, uh, except for, you know, a couple games where they started seeing off late in games uh, on the quarterbacks. Yeah, their, their sacks and their pressure up front needs to be better to help that as well. Matt Ryan was 
not only way too comfortable in the pocket, but also moves better in the pocket than I ever remember him. He looked 10 years younger. He looked 10 years younger. He had seven incompletions. He's never looked like that. He's never looked like that. The out of the pocket plays he was making. You're not helping, Mike. Final thing for you, Mike. Um, Sean Payton was also asked this morning, is Trevor starting next week? He was non-committal, huh? Well, yeah, because he's just not going to get into a habit where he's going to announce that for us on Monday. And, you know, maybe, maybe he's saving up for one week where uh, the surprise Jason Hill offense takes another team by surprise. If it's possible at all that you're going to make opponents spend every Monday and Tuesday coming up with a right. Jason game plan and a Trevor game plan, then it helps you. Uh, there's no reason that he wants to announce it before he has to, even on the week. Sure. It's going to be more obvious to us. So, uh, But I think it'll be Trevor Simeon this week because he certainly played well enough. He certainly played well enough that uh, – that I don't think you take him out of that role. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have said that about how he played in the first 50 minutes, but definitely how he played in the last 10 minutes. Almost timed it perfectly. I knew you had to pick up the kiddos, and that was my final question. Yeah, Thank you, you hear for your that? time. <laughs> no, I, mine, I got to go pick mine up at Purple three. Thank lane you. moved fast today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Mike Triplett covers the Saints for ESPN. See, that's what we do. We're dads, man. We Got to mix it in. All right, thank you, Rick, for holding on. Had to get the mic for that reason. As you just heard, he's picking up the kiddos. What's up, Rick? How are you? Not a problem. Uh, I love dads doing dad work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to make a statement about uh, the last 40, I guess, 40, 50 seconds in the game when uh, uh, when Atlanta was going to rush, when they rushed the ball. Do you, in your mind, would have thought that, hey, why we let them score and see if we can score? I, I thought about that, but okay, so the play in which Marcus Davenport actually knocked the ball out, could you have imagined? First off, we would have never let them forget the fact that they blew that lead, right, Saints fans? But could you imagine if they would have fumbled with the game one, essentially? So what happened with their back? Did you notice? Did you see what he did? He stuttered. He didn't want to. It's exactly what you were talking about there, Rick, is that there was a hole, and I think he was going to make darn sure he wasn't going to score. So he started stutter-stepping and kind of just stood there, and it allowed Davenport to come in and punch the ball out. That That's what happened. And I think right after that, Atlanta was like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm yelling too. I'm like, what are you doing? If you're not going to run to try to run and try to get more yards and try to score, then take a knee. And that's exactly what they did afterwards. But if you look at the back, that's what he did. He kind of uh, got to the line of scrimmage and literally kind of shuffled his feet without really moving forward and allowed Davenport to come in. This was Marcus after the game. And we kind of thought that they might, you know, just to kill some time. But, um, I think I was a little bit more surprised that I got the ball out. You know, should have been more prepared and you know knew that that was going to happen. So. Who, who else? Who else yelled when you saw the replay? I, and, and you saw David Onyemata on the field. They were showing them, and they were looking at the big screen. It's <coughs> see the replay, and the ball is actually on the ground. Oh, Davenport had a shot to get it. I, I wouldn't even say bad luck. You know, like I said, we just got to be prepared and you know take advantage of the opportunity. Especially me, I punched it. Should have had it. Oh, my goodness, would that place have erupted. Jay, what you got for us, sir? Yes, sir. Glad you're having me uh, comment. Uh, I've been hearing everybody complain about Trevor. Mm-hmm. Trevor ain't the problem. Damon ain't the problem. Easton ain't the problem. Man, I, I'm just going to say it like it is. Uh, you could put <laughs> or brawl, you could put Joe back there. You can put any anybody you want back there, throwing the rock around, and they just ain't going to catch it. <laughs> we we in trouble. We in trouble. And tell them guys, you know what it feels like? It feels like, you remember uh, when Drew got, got got his hands on the wheel and there was Devry and, uh, and, and Dante? <laughs> yeah, people kind of forget the receiving the core we had. <laughs> we had some pretty yeah, good receivers. Like them boys, you, yeah, they're going to beat you. They're going to beat the hell out of you downfield. But throw it up, and you might get... Oh, you also had size, man. Yeah, you had size. You you had... 
route running speed. I, I, I was going to say, I think that's where we are right now. We in this this stage where these guys are learning, like they are good, and they have all the potential to be great because the metrics say so. You know, I think we do a great job at scouting these guys. Sure, They're smart. Yeah. They have all the ability. They have the athletic tangibles, but they just don't know it yet. And it's like Sam Jordan only got a few more years, one Whew. or maybe two. You know, I, yeah. So I'm... that defense, that defense, about to have to wake up on its own. Like it's going to have to believe in itself on its own. Then that offense, man, Mike Thomas. That boy gonna be gone soon, you know. So who's going Who wants to be the man? It's like they gotta wake up one morning and think, "Well, well damn it, I'm in." Yeah. So, uh, you can put anybody back there you want to, man. And we all had the same problem. So, you know, everybody <laughs> relaxed on Trevor. Everybody relaxed on Taysom. Everybody relaxed on Jameis. Don't matter what you put. At the beginning of the season. All I heard was, man, we got an awesome old line. We got an awesome old line. Yeah. And we do. But what else we got? So, you know what, Jay, to your point, too, when you have a group that's just not up to par just yet, the absolute last thing that can happen is an offensive line that didn't play to its capability. I mean, they were extremely disappointing yesterday. You know? Well, the offensive line, the offensive line, Okay, I still would say that the offensive line did its thing yesterday. Here's why: the same reason why you said uh, Kamara. I mean, uh, Marsh Moss, nine carries for forty something yards. That's not no little feat, you know what I'm saying? Like Kamara, how many, how many, how many carries for fifty something yards? Yeah, thirteen carries, little, fifty yards. You know, Ingram nine little. carries for forty three yards. No, I hear you. Look, they rushed for hundred and nine. It's just. The penalties, man, the false starts, the just not, you know, look, and I know it's hard every single play to go win. It just seemed like yesterday when they didn't do their job, it was really big. It forced third and long. It forced, you know, a sack fumble that turned into a touchdown. I mean, if he just gets sacked, I mean, if it's just sacked, then the Saints maybe come back and win that game. But it literally, the next play, the Falcons scored a touchdown. I just, it just compounded it. But momentum, momentum. Yeah, momentum, you heard momentum. him. You heard him. I play noodle alarm for you. If, if them success, receivers, if them receivers would have caught some passes, absolutely, half of that wouldn't even been. But, but I mean, we're not gonna get anywhere with them until, you know, like Trey Quine steps up and says, "All right, if Mike ain't there, I'm it." Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 I'm going to put a lot on Trey. I'm going to put a lot on Trey because he's been a part of this system far too long for to be in the wrong spot at the wrong time or not even a part of the decision to be the number one uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 person to receive the ball. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and, and, and all that's out of love, that's not no hate towards Trey because I, I, I believe he's a great block. I believe he's a great steward of the position. I just don't think he's a great wide receiver. Prove Thank me you, wrong. bud. Appreciate it, All Jay. Right. Thank you for the comments, man. Bottom of the hour, got to get to Marlon Favorite. Tigers took on the tide. I'll get his take on what 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 ups- I got to see how he's doing. The Cowboys. Ooh. I mean, at least like the Falcons. I mean, you knew it was gonna. It's just the Falcons. It's always it's always a game that's gonna make you want to drink Pepto instead of a beer. Sports hangover. On ESPN New Orleans continues next. So keep your eyes set on the horizon on the line where blue meets blue. And I bet that silver lining will I know it find you soon. Because I have sailed a thousand ships to you. But my messages don't seem to make it through. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. 
I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LAROSE when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LAROSE to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Big Fave 504 is the way to follow Marlon Fave right over on Twitter inside the trenches of the podcast. Marlon, I know you were just screaming and enjoying yourself when this happened. Johnson trying to drop it off into the flat. Does to Brian Thomas near side. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Fighting Tigers. Ooh, that place got quiet. What about that game, man? Uh, it was fun to watch, wasn't it, sir? Good afternoon to you. Man, good afternoon, Goose. Uh, it, it was a fun game to watch. Um, right now, I'm, uh, I'm chilling at Legacy West Bank, man, getting ready to get control of vehicle. And uh, I might like, give me something here. While I'm, you know, that, that's to let you know the mood I'm in right now. Watch out there now. But, <laughs> imagine but imagine if they would have won. Control might, might have been getting something really nice. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so shout out to my folks over here at uh, Legacy West Bank. But, but yeah, Gus, I, I'm here um, just thinking about the game on this Monday. And that moment you're talking about when that West Banker uh, out of OP, out of OP uh, Landry, they um, changed their name again, it's back to Landry uh, football team, had ended up catching that pass. And you heard the plays go quiet. Here's the inter- interesting thing about that game, Gus. That's what football is all about right there. Uh, the wounded dog with his back against the wall just mm-hmm. swinging. And I knew that Alabama was vulnerable after the Texas A&M game. I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we have a shot here. And that defense did it, Gus. That defense, that's one thing these two down south teams right now, the New Orleans Saints, I know we're going to talk about them in a minute, and the LSU Tigers are playing defense. When you play good defense like that, Good things happen, and unfortunately for the Tigers, there's no moral victories in football, but that right there was big time. I, I, right. I mean, there are no moral victories, but at the end, I mean, that's what you wanted to see, right, Marlon? At the at the very least, um, and we talked about it, pride. This was a pride game. That show me that you want to go out there and compete in. Marlon, darn near, they took that game. I mean, a couple of plays there here. And look, Bryce Young, I, I thought the big difference was one quarterback made plays outside the pocket, the other shown it I just I, I'm waiting for Max Johnson to look like he did at Flo- in that Florida game you know what I mean where he made plays outside the pocket where he would scramble he would get out I just that's the one I wouldn't even call it a criticism it's the one thing I want to see him improve on for next season or even moving forward if it's there not there go I, I felt on some of those plays um they just you know I mean on fourth down it's, you gotta extend the pocket I just Make a play, start to scramble, move around, get a broken play. I just, I, I and I know he can do it because he's done it in the past. He's struggling with consistency right now, Gus. It, it's almost like he doesn't fully trust the offensive line from the beginning of the season. Right. And he just made bad decisions with the ball. I yeah. do think if Max would have made at least 30% less mistakes, we would have won the game. And I'm yeah. not trying to put the whole thing on. No, that's, that's a fair. That's all. a fair thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's fair, but you have to call it how you see it, Gus. We in 
you look at our quarterback room and what it was a few years ago. You had Joe Burrow, you had Miles Brennan, and then right when Joe Burrow leaves, it's boom. You have this talented room of quarterback. It's the, it's the effect of winning a national championship and having a Heisman quarterback. You have Mac, you have Gary Nussmeyer, you have uh, T.J. Finley. And in a game like that, I thought T.J. would have probably gave us more of, a, of an edge had he stayed. So, I mean, I look at it from that perspective. You know, Max is our guy right now, and it's just he left a lot of opportunities on the field on, on Saturday, which would have been the biggest upset. Gus, this would have been the shock heard around the world had we went out there in the position we are right now. Because think about the injuries, Gus. We, you're missing the two best cornerbacks in the country. They're not even on your team right now, and Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks due to injuries. You look at us on offense not having our superstar running back, John Emery, and right. still be able to go out there, tie without his brother right. to get the solid yard. He's been right. showing up like a mug uh, yeah. lately since the Florida game, Gus, for real. Uh, Inside the Trenches is the name of your podcast, and you love to go in there as well. I thought, for all things considering, especially on your side of the, of the line of scrimmage, Marlon, you had to be happy with what you saw. The LSU defensive line, the linebacking play, as Matt Moscona said uh, on, on Saturday on Twitter, has really gotten better. Like it, it was nice to sort of see pressure. I mean, again, Bryce Young's touchdown passes, the two he threw, were outside of the pocket. He had to scramble. So LSU was getting to him. You had to have loved to seeing that, huh? I loved it, Gus. I, Nick Farrell, man, I, we call him Real Spill. The Real Spill <laughs> Spill. He's really making a case for himself. See him and Andre Anthony. I had a chance to train with both of them this off season. Just wanted, just two guys that's really looking to improve their games just as much as they can. And what what I loved about Real Spill Neil Farrell was his consistency in getting pressure on the quarterback. He was in his face when he wasn't hitting Bryce. He was there. His effect on the run. One of the top run stoppers. A fifth-year senior, guy who's already graduated, trying to improve his stock, uh, and then everybody fed off of that energy. Jaquillen had a tackle um, and a sack. You, you look at um, uh, Mike Jones, a guy we've been looking to see do some to, for him to do some things here in the last couple of games. He showed up big in that game, and it was just the the, the effort, the just taking shots, you know, with the fake with the fake pass on the punt. Just all of those things went into the game plan for LSU, and I thought this was the best dialed-up game all yeah. year. All right, so obviously you wait to see what takes place coming up next week. Big win by Arkansas against Mississippi State there, literally, in the final seconds, final drive to come up and win that game. Marlon, I'll be there Saturday uh, to do our, our part on Arkansas game day. I know it's a game that Arkansas is looking forward to as well. They're going bowling. It's a big thing for them. And I think, you know, the battle for the boots. I, I don't know. You, you've played, you know, in you know in a series against this school and sort of seen that as well. How big a, a thing is it when these two teams play? I feel like for Arkansas, it is big. Lots of Louisiana kids on that roster as well. And perhaps it's bigger for them than, than the Tigers? It is. It is. It's an opportunity for them. To solidify themselves in this robbery. I mean, even back in my time, Gus, when we played against Arkansas, it has been a challenging game. It it wasn't just a, another game on a schedule like at the time Alabama was mm-hmm. or Mississippi State or Ole Miss in their struggle years. But all of those teams played us tough, particularly Arkansas. I can remember uh, a, a triple overtime loss to the team with Darren McFadden. So that, that passion hadn't went anywhere. Um, you, you look at uh, the play of this team and, and what they're able to do defensively. On offense, uh, K.J. Jefferson, probably one of the better quarterbacks um, in the nation with only three interceptions on the year, throwing at uh, 76 uh, QBR. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at it like that, we're going to need that defense to show up big again. And, and I think Arkansas is one of those teams you don't want to sleep on. And LSU's hungry. They're hungry to finish strong. Our last three games are at the home field. Um, you might get a big fade performance. I just got a call from Chris Blair. Me and him talking. I might do something for the ULM game for mm-hmm. uh, for ball and broadcasting album before pregame. So that might be something. So what that what that spells out? That's a good time. You know that 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 spells out. Let's finish strong. Let's put a lot of great energy around this team, and it starts this weekend against Arkansas, a six and three Arkansas, by the way. You know I gotta do this, right? 
How, how you feeling today, buddy? I got mixed feelings, man. <laughs> professionally, we're talking college ball right now, but professionally, how, did, how about ball. them Cowboys yesterday? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing, but when the Saints blow it like they did against the Falcons yesterday and completely don't show up for three quarters, I got to find some sort of happiness in watching the Cowboys absolutely get destroyed by the Broncos. That makes me happy. They fell asleep at the wheel, Gus. Let's okay. go ahead and address the, the star in the room. Let's not even call it an elephant, right? They they fell asleep at the wheel. They, they they really did. Denver came out a 500 team that's getting better. I think Denver defensively, I mean, even though they lost Von Miller, they, they were locking, locking up our receiving core. Um, even on a touchdown pass, I forget who caught it. Uh, it might have been Courtney Sutherland. He, uh, he, was, he was on um, whose bigs were sticking him. Diggs had good coverage, but Teddy just dropped a dime. I mean, he put it right on that outside shoulder where yeah. all the receivers could get it. And, yeah, we lost pretty bad. I, I forgot the score, as a matter of fact. Like, I think it was like 30 to 8 or something like that. But, you know, and then, and then here's, a, here's a deal. Like, all my homeboys, they know I'm a Cowboys fan, so they're trying to figure out how to say things this morning to me. And all I can say is, hey, we lost two games. That's it. I mean, we lost to the world champions, and now we lost to the Denver Broncos. The team that was world champions when uh, Peyton Manning was at quarterback. Hey, so, all I got to say is this, man. Um, the report yesterday what? morning was that uh, the Saints did call Denver about Teddy Two Gloves. Just letting you know. Just, you know. Yeah, hey, man, I understand. I mean, yeah. he's somebody that runs his offense effectively. But but speaking of quarterback, I thought Trevor Simeon, he surprised me. I thought yep. he went up there and he managed the game well. He just, a lot of times I just felt like, they didn't help him at all with the drops, right? I mean, it might have been seven or eight drops. Five of them cost us. I mean, we catch three of those balls we win a game on yesterday. So uh, I, I see the call for Teddy two, two Gloves. I'm hearing calls about Marcus Mariota. Hoping I hear some calls about OBJ. I mean, it's, it's a few things that, that the black and gold can do to really set this thing off. You know, let's see. Can you do me a favor? Uh, you work with a lot of people, right? Like trying to, you know get scholarships or whatever. Do you know anybody that can catch the football? Saints are kind of currently looking for some people like that. Oh, yeah. Anybody. Is there anybody on the West Bank that can catch a football? Oh, we got tons over here on the West Bank. I got to catch at a lineup right now. Look, I got an 18-year-old at home that said that the whole yeah. time we watching the game, oh, I would have caught that. Oh, I, right. what I'm telling you. Well, let me tell you something. A couple of folks with some dome foam in them absolutely would have liked to long gone and tried. I don't know how fast that'd be, but I I think I could catch the ball. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Was on the money. That's oh. the thing. And I knew once Coach Sean Payton said, hey, this is our guy yeah. we're rolling with. Yeah. I feel confident. Yeah. I trust Coach Sean Payton. I do. I really do. Marlon, favorite, I got to run. Got to run, sir. We'll talk on Friday. Peace. There he goes. Big Fate 504. It's the way to follow him on Twitter, Inside the Trenches of the Podcast. We'll put a wrap on the show next on ESPN New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is currently open and here to serve our community with a fresh new inventory arriving daily and over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles. If you have any questions regarding vehicle replacement or you're looking to purchase a new vehicle, we are here to help. Stop by 220 South Hollywood Road or give us a call at 985-876-7210 or visit GregLeBlancToyota.com. GregLeBlancToyota.com. We are Homa Strong. Have you heard about the Camellia Bay Resort? That casino in Slidell? Well, it's it's really more of a resort, you know? Like they have in Biloxi or Lobears in Lake Charles and Baton Rouge. So what happened when they opened? Oh, that's in the report that St. Tammany's Economic Development Agency just released. It's nearly 200 pages, seven chapters. Jeez. I know, right? But the numbers are impressive. Says here that resort communities like Camellia Bay, they do pretty well when they open. Really? Yeah, and Biloxi, like Charles and Baton Rouge, look at these facts. Unemployment down as much as 40%. Wages grew a third. And home values? 
up 20% and more. When the economy booms. Yep, crime goes down. Crime dropped 16% in Baton Rouge and 24% in Biloxi and Lake Charles. Looks like Camellia Bay could do that for Slidell. Yeah, and then the North Shore wins. Download the research and see the facts for yourself. TheNorthShoreWinds.com. Paid for by the North Shore Winds. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengall. 800-998-1003. Got about two, three minutes. If you want to sneak in the phone call here, Matt Muscoden, after further review, we'll get ready to talk Tigers and Tide. Top of the hour here. Don't forget later today, coming up at 6 p.m., head coach Tim Rainbow, the Colonels, will be talking a very tough and hard-fought win over the weekend against McNeese. Uh, the coaches show back at Rotolo's over there in Thibodeau, 6 p.m. You can catch the show on ESPN New Orleans or show up and have a slice of pizza over there. I bet your buddy will be there to get some nice pizza. Um, so check that out tomorrow. Coach Rebo will join us on our show at 115. We'll hear from head coach Billy Napier, Willie Fritz, bottom of the hour. They, um, came up short at UCF, had a couple of opportunities and then some late game miscues. They lose 14 to 10. Frank Selfo and the Lions, they put up 700 yards of offense and lost this past weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And Coach Coach Snapier coming off of that win uh, back over on Thursday. So all that is coming up, of course, tomorrow. Eric Alexander from uh, LSU Game Day Live will join us at 2.15 tomorrow as well. We'll talk about the upcoming game again, Arkansas and LSU, and the effort that they had there and what kind of environment is going to be there at Tiger Stadium. we got a very hungry hog team, and uh, let's see how the Tigers can kind of, I wouldn't say, like, it's going to be like a question like the Saints, right? And, uh, you, you face Tampa. It's easy to get up for Tampa. It's easy to get up for Alabama. Can you follow that up with that energy? LSU played hard. They, they had chances to win that game. I mean, they had, they were in the red zone. What, twice in the last two, three minutes? Touchdown wins it. So, you know, we'll see how the team uh, handles it moving forward and coming back. One quick bite that I wanted to play here. I meant to put it for, uh, for Marlon. It's Paul Feinbaum. And this is what he had to say about Alabama following that game against LSU. So if you want to officially worry about this Alabama football team, go ahead. Uh, because, yes, they, they normally have a bad game somewhere in there, but they've had a bunch of bad games this year. And that is a terribly distressing signal if you're going to go ahead and say, well, Nick Saban's our coach. You know, we are Alabama, and we'll roll into uh, Tuscaloosa in two weeks against Arkansas, Auburn in three weeks, and then beat Georgia and be back in the playoffs. It's not that easy. Hmm. So he's, again, not buying if Alabama's going to take a, a run on this. Something else that happened over the weekend, again, I mentioned the Washington head football coach has been suspended without pay for uh, kind of throwing some some right hands at a face mask of one of his players for the Washington Huskies. The other thing that happened over the weekend, Mississippi State and Arkansas in that game, their kicker missed a couple of kicks. 0 for 3. Mike Leach, the head coach after the game. There's an open tryout on our campus for kickers. Anybody who wants to walk on and kick at Mississippi State will hold a tryout anytime. You can get over there to our building and providing you're cleared by the NCAA. Running out of time, but um, Paul Feinbaum on Mike Leach essentially says that's a clown move to do and make fun of your kicker. Anyway, Matt Muscodin after further review is up next. Thank you for timing in. Matty Hudak will be filling in for me tomorrow. i got a basketball game to call. I'll see you back on Wednesday. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.